Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Cox ATA Martial Arts, the golden opportunity and the adventure begins. Comics, games, and more proudly bring to you your reigning, defending, radio tag team champions of the world. Special effects, those were expensive. The Captain Joey Savage, Corey <laughs> DLG, we are Nerd Thug Radio. With the producer, Nico DLG. That is I. You're listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Stations. Whole Worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Find us at Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Come say hi, like the page, interact with us. Learn about more about our sponsors, and then just all the fun stuff that goes on in the world. Yeah, do all of that. All of it. Do all of all it. All of it. If you don't do all of it, do all of it. So we had a pretty good collective weekend, I feel like. We, Nerdthug Radio was busy this week. We were busy. Uh, you guys want to go first? Like, you had a pretty good uh, time on Thursday, yeah? Yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, so Nico was my, my date, my plus one, <laughs> to, the, uh, to the Gal Media ESPN party. Nice, nice. It's uh, it's like one part listener party. It's like events, so they mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. win tickets. Oh, okay, and then there's also like a, a list of people that are already invited. It's sort of it's t- so all the brands Is it like kind a of meet and greet. Sort of like so all with the brands. Fans. It's like partying with the okay. so like all the brands can be in the same same place because like I write for Sports Map, and so I was already on a list um, to be there, and I already, and I had automatic plus one. Because of the sports map, because you're a writer for the sports map, because because I'm I'm staff, bro. I'm, I'm staff. I'm upset you didn't shave your head before you went. Uh, we actually talked about it that day, and then I was like, you know what? Like, I'm feeling pretty today. Yeah. So oh, we you rolled should, with you it. shouldn't feel that any day. But this this Until is more. I feel like head. this look is more memorable. Like no one's gonna forget this guy. Eh. Look at this guy. Eh. No one's forgetting this guy. Eh. But so we did. We had a good time. The one like I, I would say the one complaint is this is something that every office has, and I feel like this is why you don't do parties in an office. It was a great setup, tons of great food. They brought a lot of their sponsors out. Like yeah, yeah. a lot of their sponsors are food based, like wings, pizza. Why wouldn't it be? There was like Sea uh, Force water, yeah. Chuck oh. Norris's water. I bought yes. some of that. In a, a, I can't say their names because I won't say. It, but yeah, the girls came home. The Savage girls came home. They're like, check it out. It's Chuck Norris water. So like, Ooh, does that make I you think, kick someone? I think they're like a major sponsor, or they decided to sponsor this event. We were cracking up all night about the Sea Force water because like there's a bunch of little details on it that are all like Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris oriented. Mm-hmm. By the way, the That's name awesome. of his ranch where it all comes from is the Lone Wolf Ranch. Yeah, from the movie The Lone Wolf. I didn't. None it's of, out in like Anderson. I've been by it like several times. Have you it's, really? Yeah, it's bottled on his in, yeah. on his ranch in his an aquifer after the movie Lone Wolf. I have so many questions at that point. Like, how much water is pouring out of this aquifer that, that he can just turn around and bottle this many bottles and sell it? Like, there's got to be a limit, right? Like, I don't know about the Lone I Wolf mean, Ranch. I guess not. Chuck Norris has no limits. Um, but we were dying about that. I guess that's why you texted me and asked me how old I thought he was. Yes. Because you were drinking Sea Force water. And we were looking it up. Like, cause uh, we were okay. all night we were laughing. Okay. We were laughing on it cause I was drunk and Nico thought it was the greatest thing ever. Anyway, we each got four drink tickets and Nico was going to drive back. So I, so you took eight, I took the liberty of eight drink now, tickets. Did you go mixed drink or beer? Uh, both, both. Cause they ran out. Of, they had blue moon early on and then they ran out. So I did one Coors and I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> Who does that? So that I went, disgusting. I went over to mixed at that point. But um, and they were taking care of me on the mixed ones. Those were good, dude. I'm telling you, after you drink quality beer, Bud Light, Coors Light, and Miller Light is trash. Well, and the other day someone had me drinking one of those uh, Bud Light Orange something or others. Yeah, and it tasted exactly like Orange Gatorade. I think it was like the Bud Light Orange. Yeah, I thought like I, the, I used to come over here with those big tall orange cans. Remember? 
No, no, but those are like some wine based. This is the new ones. They're brewing like a summer beer that's like a, like mm. it's orange colored. I uh, like I don't know. Well, they I, have a, no, that wasn't that one. There's there's a Bud Light orange and it's just in an orange can. Okay, no, no, I this wasn't that. Like, this what is are you doing? this is like a like a I don't I don't know what the, I don't even know what you. Sorry, but it tastes says. like Gatorade. Okay. Um, but anyway, Gatorade. it doesn't. It didn't taste like beer at all. But like, so we're having a good time. I do feel bad though, cause uh, well, I got a I got a good story and a funny story. So the good story is. Um, I don't think they're announcing it, so I can't give a lot of details, but I'm not going anywhere from SportsMap for a long time, so that's a nice thing. Oh, okay. Uh, is that the good story? That's the good story. Um, the, the bad story is, it's not really a bad story, but, so a lot of the radio people were kind of chillax in, like, little locations and kind of being low-key, partly because this is what I started to say. It was in an office, so, like, the AC is not equipped to accommodate like 150 people? people on a floor. That happened in my house today. Right. So when there's too many people in a house or too many people in a thing, no matter what you do to the AC, you're all just dying as you sit there. And so... You're sweating bolts the whole time. So there were a lot of people, especially because there were booze and food, there were a lot of people who were sweating and, and like mm-hmm. and, and feeling it. You know what I mean? Um, but at one point, we're in this hallway and we're talking to some people, and uh, AJ Hoffman walks by. Ooh. And I recognize him. Um, I don't think I've ever seen him in person before, but I, I've... You've seen his picture I've before? I've seen his so. picture before, I feel like. So anyway, I was like, hey, uh, you're AJ, right? And he was like, yeah. And we, chit- we chit-chatted a little bit. Nerdthug Radio's uh, communicated with ESPN before. So I was like, hey, you know, I'm Corey. I'm with Nerdthug Radio. I also I write for Sports Map with Fred. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, no. I know exactly who you are. And so we started to talk for a second. And then, like, four other people were like, are you the AJ Hoffman? And so, like, I felt bad because I stopped him as he was walking in this hallway, and suddenly he got mobbed. By all the listeners? <laughs> by, like, four or five AJ! people. And Nico was saying that there was this one lady. I couldn't see her because her back, she, like, walked in front of me to talk to AJ. Right. And she, like, put her hand in his face, apparently. Like, oh like boy. hard, like, you know when you, when your parents, like, don't, don't point at people? Like, put your hands down, that's rude? Yeah, yeah. Like, finger directly in the face. Are you the AJ Hoff? Are you Hoff? the AJ so like he he bailed very yeah, quickly. He, he, he was like he was like and I'm out. He was like yeah, and then just like ran away as fast <laughs> as he could in an office building. I felt I, I told Nico I said I, I don't I feel like I shouldn't have stopped him. Yeah. <laughs> and see, I'll get to my point with the person I ran into this weekend. Same concept, but go ahead. Continue. Yeah, so we I mean we had a good time though. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really nice thing they do. It's a great thing they do. I would say if there was any way to hold it somewhere else, right, 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 that would be the wiser thing. But that's probably more money. We did meet David Gao. Ooh. From who's, Gao Media. Who's the owner of Gao Media. Nico, would you have bet at all that that was the guy? Oh, yeah, 100%. He's got, a, he's got that politician face. You, so you thought so? I thought so. I did. So we, I had seen him about four or five times throughout the night already. And he's hanging out with a you know a younger looking lady, but she doesn't look. She wasn't a marketing girl. Like. So like it was hard. Like there was nothing there to gauge, like, uh, you know, like. It was, it was, it was the rich st- guy. It, it was the stance. He had his foot up on this like that's tiny true, bench thing the whole time, <laughs> he did. and it's like that's a power stance right there. It's he a was Mike, it's a Michael Scott stance. It was like all power about him, but I didn't notice it at first. But Nico's right. When I got to talking to him later, he was like, "No, just call me David," because I was like, "Mr. God, I just want to say thanks for having us and you know introduce myself." Dave. He's like, "Just call me David. Just call me David." And I was like, "Oh, okay, all right. Well, I'm gonna call you Mr. Gal because I'm pretty sure you pay me, <laughs> so I'm gonna leave it at that. You write my check." Um, but yeah, super nice guy, but like very low key. Like, if I owned an office building we were having a party at it, you know what I'd be like. You yeah. know what I would be like. Yeah. Bottle of liquor in one hand, bullhorn in the other, be screaming out F-bombs, where my bees at, pouring liquor in people's mouths. It's why we can't have Nerdthug Radio parties. I, <laughs> not for a second, could ever be as low-key as David Gow was at this event. That's accurate. 
Also, uh, you're the reason we don't do a lot of public events because you would ruin it. That's probably fair. Also, John Granado though was full on DLG mode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the guy who was yelling out, "Who are those sixteen girls?" Oh yeah, yeah. He was like a real he, aggressive. He was real aggressive. He was having a good time. He was there the whole night though. That guy partied the whole night, huh? Also, we took an elevator up with the police, and they were there the whole time. And I tried to make a joke when we were going up because we needed a key card to get up to the party. And so it took us two tries in the elevator to make it go up because the we were like the first people the intern was helping up. Okay, I got you. And so when we, when we got in there with the cop, I was like, not a good sign when it takes you two tries to use the elevator, right? Silence. Stone silence wouldn't even make eye contact with us. That's their job. I was like, cool, 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 their cool. Their job's not to interact with pit, petty civilians like you. So then they were like, they were Serve just... You're not protect. better than me. They were Serve just, and protect. They just like... They just chilled out there. I mean, you know, I guess it's what their job was to make sure nobody did anything super you have crazy. Did through like security? No. No, no, no. Just the cops. Just they were just there. They did spell Corey's name wrong on the check-in desk. Was though. it with an E? Yes. Yes. So spelled correctly on the sign in sheet where my name is, spelled incorrectly when she hand wrote it down. Oh. So she had the right answer in front of her and still e bombed me. She e bombed you? I Every, love everyone e bombs me. I e bombed you now on purpose. I know you do. I on the purpose. When we made that banner and I asked you very specifically, I was like, hey is my name gonna be spelled right on it? And you were like, Yeah totally. Why wouldn't it be? And then when I spread the <laughs> banner out not. at my house, I screamed four things about your mother <laughs> right there. I was like, this mother and I was uh, I was like this is my mother not used cool. to be a saint. Don't you talk about like that to her. <laughs> Used to be is the key word. <laughs> we uh we had a great we had a great time though. Big shout out to those guys. Thank you to Gal Media for uh, letting us enter the premises then legally. You, then you took Nico to a bar. We did. We went to a little dive bar to celebrate him being twenty one because no one had no one had done that yet for him. I said, let's do this. Let's take care of you. So we had a we had a we had a rip roaring good first night dive bar experience. Nico, how yeah, was, it was it? Exciting. Was it like you had imagined? No, it was way too sad. <laughs> It oh, is yeah. right. <laughs> they are sad. Well, but also like it's just a lot of emotions he running pulled, high. He pulled typical new guy drunk thing, <laughs> and he started having like a real emotional conversation with me at the bar. Oh boy! So like I'm having it with him. Look, he's my little brother. I'll talk to him about whatever he wants. But then like he starts getting like you see his beautiful face. He starts like <laughs> he starts getting like weepy. You know, because oh, he's man. like, he's like, I just want you to know, like, I always love you, and like, no matter what happens, I always love you. We, we go to just it's very typical drug guy convert, right? Yeah. So I was, I grab a like a bar rag, and I was like, you gotta clean yourself up, man. You're too pretty for this. <laughs> this is the wrong bar for that. And so like, he had to go like clean himself up like twice. He was like, I'm okay, I'm alright, I'm okay, <laughs> I'm good. Were y'all sitting at the bar bar? Were you at yeah. the table? Yeah. No, we were at the bar. Oh boy, even worse. Didn't we be at the bar? <laughs> Nelson was laughing at him a little bit. I was like, he's too pretty, man. He's too pretty. <laughs> Got to experience the Nelson uh, experience. Right, yeah. Great great guy to go uh, get derunk with. Have a good time. Have a great time. There are way too many bad stories that I have that are that are uh, at least 30% his fault. But you're right. Like, dive bars, for the most part, are pretty sad places. They are. But They're fun, though. Like, that's where I that's where I. Well, I mean, be. we would go all the time, and we would have a fun time. Yeah. Because we n- know our we, place in society it, and, like, where our life's at. It's not but about... But no one yeah. else does. So no, we would no. just sit back and watch everybody's, like, train wreck lives. There's unfold. a lot of people who are looking around trying to figure out how they want to right there at that time, and there's a lot of people who don't realize they're there at that time. And there's a lot of people that are there looking for some way to get out. Like, they're yes. looking for someone to get them out of that. It's like, go to church. Yeah, you're not going to find that person here. <laughs> they're going to pick them up at the same place they are and think, hey, we're both going to get out of here together. Like, that's not how any of that works. Nope. Then they're going to go to the dive bar B (laughs) and start a whole new coalition at that dive bar. That's that's exactly how dive bars are created. That's how dive bar culture happens. Yeah, absolutely. Right? That and um, I don't believe in establishments that say bring your dogs. No? 
I think I think that's like a sign that you're like right. Bring your like regular dog or like your service animal. No, like dog. a regular dog. Oh yeah. Like no. any bar, any bar or place. Like I still go. I'll go, but like you're not going to convince me that you're high quality at that point. No, no. All right, let's jump out to break. When we come back, we'll finish this dive bar uh, conversation, and I'll tell you about the Savage Weekend. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs> Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Before we uh, get going, finish up this dive bar com- uh, conversation, let's talk about an opportunity, a golden opportunity. Yes, let's. Life is filled with missed opportunities. Well, those days are gone thanks to Golden Opportunity, a location-based, community-oriented app that shows you events and coupons in your area, as well as available jobs and items for sale. It even has shelters and pantries for those in need or those wanting to make a donation to somewhere local. Golden Opportunity helps bring communities together. If you're tired of missing out on things around you, download Golden Opportunity from the iOS store today. Businesses should contact them via email right away to take advantage of their free offer at a golden opportunity inc at gmail.com. Because in every in every community is a golden opportunity. Oh uh, yeah, they've got this uh, contest or something going on right now. Like if you download the Golden Opportunity app and sign up for it, you go to like the contest section. And you can register to win free diapers. So if you need diapers. There you go. That like, is something. Listen, diapers is one of those constant expenses when you make a baby. Yeah. When we had William the second time, everybody's like, oh, you do another baby shower? How many shower? times did you have William? Just once. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, you could do like, a second baby shower? Second time William happened. Well, the second time I had a kid. All right. People were like, what do you need? It's like, I, you don't have to buy him me anything for him. Just bring diapers. Diapers. Man. Just bring diapers. diapers. That's like for Austin, we did a diaper party. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, cool. that's, that's, a, that's a nice dude thing to do there. Yeah. Dude it up. We we made them bring them into the restaurant and then walk them out of the oh, restaurant. Okay. Yeah, that was a neat. good feeling. That's neat. Um, so dive bars. Yes. I don't really have anything else to say about it, but <laughs> what did prompt me is you made the comment about bringing your dog. Yeah. So I had this like great idea the other day. Like, you know how everyone can bring their service. So they slap a little vest on the service dog, service squirrel, service alligator. I saw at one point on some news thing. Yeah. Slap a vest on something. You can take it anywhere you want to go, right? We actually have one for our dog, and, and I don't think our dog is, is service I just want to slap a vest not, on one of my kids close. and just take them everywhere. A service kid? A service kid. <laughs> I take them everywhere I support. go. I think yeah. child labor laws suddenly apply there. Uh, but they don't have to do anything. They just go with me. I, well, I mean, listen, Emotional we know you're kid. faking it, but technically the kid is working. So, no. like, only X amount of times, only a time before noon, like... I'm a, rules there I mean, with if child you could actors. do it with a dog, why can't you do it with a kid? Same reason Hollywood movies use twins, so they can just film double the time. It's because those kids aren't very intelligent. And they <laughs> lose their uh, focus very fast. No, it's because of the labor laws. Yeah, I don't believe it. They can only use the same kid for like four hours a day. Yeah, well, if they do it right, you only got to use them for two. <laughs> Stop messing up. Right. Clearly it's their fault. Dumb yeah. kid. Well, they do shoot the same. Like, I don't know if I yeah. talked about this a few, a few weeks ago. We were in uh, Georgia. 
We went and they were doing the Conjuring 3, 4, 5. Yeah, you mentioned how they were shooting like the, the same, same thing over and over. 50 times. And there were and no just, stars on set. It was just it was a car the driving down the road. No, I, I've seen that before. You know, we did uh, we did shoot a pilot once we for did. Nerd Thug Radio. It was um, great. Never made it through the light of day. Did not. Uh, it might. It's actually out there on the internet. I've got a link up for it somewhere. Um, but the reality is, before I did that, I actually did do some YouTube research on like, what does it look like when people make stuff? And they do a lot of the scene like 10, 20 times. And then I also would go to like actor horror stories because I was like, well, how do I not ruin this? Right, right. And there were a lot of actors who were like, oh, when you work with, so like if you work with Martin uh, or Judd Apatow, Judd Apatow apparently will shoot the same scene like 40 times. They called me uh, Joey Two Shots because yeah? I did all my scenes in two shots. I think that's just because we ran out of film, nope. but I'll, I'll let nope. you roll I was in a lot I mean, of those scenes and my shots went twice. Um, Joey Two Shots. I'll tell you what took the longest was the scene between Zach and Lady, and I felt... <coughs> there he like goes. You were dying? He died. He's dead. All right, Nico, let's take over. <coughs> There's so a whole story was, we missed. That was out of, out of nowhere. <laughs> I felt really bad because I, I wound up writing like the longest dialogue between them, and I didn't mean to because I wasn't thinking about what it would look like on screen. So I wrote this great argument between two people, and then when they're having it, and it's, it should be funny, it's like the two of them are struggling to get just how yeah. long it is. And in reality, I was like, oh, See, God. that's where you hit like, him with the shot, reverse, shot, shot, reverse, shot. Exactly. That's why they're not it's called like, Joey Two Shots. It's like seven minutes of them just arguing at each other. And I was like, ah, oh, this was, this I wrote this worst. way too long. Uh-huh. No, it was great. And, and listen, the camera love lady. Like, she's going to be a big deal at some point, somewhere. She does a lot of stuff with the uh, Fox local news stuff now. And she's. Possibly. She does all the modeling and all that. Like, she'll be a big deal at some point, And then we can just, we can then sell this as like the beginner stuff. The beginner <laughs> this is Corey standing on a street corner trying to make another buck. Yeah. Come get ladies' first ever movie I made. <laughs> TV that, show. That sounds a lot worse than. <laughs> That's my, how it's gonna go. You know what? I, I might market it that way. Ladies' <laughs> undocumented movie with clothes on. With so clothes this on. weekend, I uh, I went to the uh, WWE live show. Uh, I think the these Toyota are Center. Fascinating. So tell your story, and then I'll, we're gonna talk so, about it. So a friend of mine used to be married to an ex wrestler who's now a producer. So they got us some free tickets. We thought we were gonna be sitting like nosebleeds or up top. Ends up we are on the fourth row on the floor. So like he's sending me photos, Nico, and it's like like he's right there. He is right there within within. 12 feet, probably. That's that's see. how close I was, Nico. Check it out. Wow. That's Randy Orton on the top turnbuckle. There that's you go. how close we were. That's pretty uh, good. And you've got some of these posted on your media, right? Yeah, I put them on Facebook, okay. and I put uh, there's a, I put the video of Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Roman <laughs> Reigns. Spearing Drew McIntyre through a table. I put that on the Instagram. I Joey saw that. I saw that. That's a good video. Uh, I got to see my wife, Charlotte Flair. I put that on the Twitter. Joey underscore slash shot. Was Alexa there? Did you let her she know? Was, no, she was not there. You, you got to reach out to her she and let her was, know. She uh, was in doing the other super show somewhere else that night. But, I mean, they they had tons of people there. Like How many people were in the... Okay. This was, this was, so where was this? This was at the Toyota Center. Okay, how many people? I don't know how many people were watching, but like I'm going to run you down the card. Of how many like just good matches? Yeah, I were saw there. the I saw the picture. Yeah, um, yeah, so I suggest you know Raw and SmackDown they are cool to go to, but if they ever do a live Super Show in your town, the tickets are cheaper. I didn't pay for mine though, but like just looking at the prices and the yeah, comparisons yeah. in the past, it's a cheaper thing. Uh, yeah, I mean you're not getting you're still getting storylines because they still want to keep it up. Yeah, but it was Samoa Joe versus Kevin Owens in the very beginning. That's a good match. And then Becky Lynch came down to fight, and then Lacey Evans comes and, like, knocks her out, so then they, like, go off. So they do, like, a triple threat tag match with the Iconics, uh, Sonya and Mandy, and then Asuka and Ember Moon. So they're all Asuka and Ember Moon? Yeah, so... Uh, Is Kyrie saying okay? 
I think she got hurt or something, so they teased like this whole it thing. It did look like she got hurt in the, they, in they the teased Alexa this thing, Bliss match. And then Ember's from Dallas, and she oh, okay. wrestled with Booker T. Yes, she did. So they, I guess the hometown person there. Yeah, why whatever. not? Um, so they came out, so that was cool. Uh, they did have like this R Truth versus uh, Drake Maverick that went on for like way too long. It was like, basically a comedy bit. They, I, I've told you this already. The twenty four seven thing has well, is a joke. neither one of them are the twenty four seven champion, but like they've oh, been, they've been feuding over it. That's oh. Elias. And oh, that's so, right. Uh, Elias, no. But they they like did whatever back and forth and blah blah blah. Uh, so that match was in there. It wasn't the greatest. Uh, then they actually did Becky Lynch versus. Um, uh, Lacey Evans, so that they came out, which was awesome. And then uh, on top of that, they did uh, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre in a uh, like Texas like death match or no DQ match or whatever. Okay, uh, which was kind of cool. Uh, that was like the intermission part. So like top people already. Yeah, they take an intermission. They come back. Elias is there. So Elias does his little singing bit. Yeah. Um, and then they bring who, a bunch of guys. I was going to say, who interrupts them? They come. It was like Shelton Benjamin, Drake Maverick, uh, Dawson and uh, what's his name? The Revival. Yeah. And uh, R-Truth were there. So he goes off. Well, then they do. So then after that, they had like all the big matches. They had um, a triple threat match between Alistair Black, Andrade, and Sami Zayn. And then Andre, that's actually a pretty good match, right? And Alistair wins, and then Sami Zayn gets on the mic and starts like telling everyone they're the worst, blah blah blah. And it's like I'll challenge anybody. And then Braun Strowman comes out and like beats the crap out of him. So now you're playing another big player. Uh, then they had Shinsuke versus Ali for the SmackDown or for the Intercontinental Title. He does not have any business in a title match. Who Ali? Ali. Yeah, it was it was the worst. Uh, then they did the um, tag team title. So it was the New Day versus the Revival. Great match. Then they did Charlotte versus Becky, I mean Charlotte versus uh, Bailey, and then they finished it with really uh, yeah. Then they finished it with Kofi versus uh, Randy Orton. So literally, you've got inter- all the tag all the belts. Tag, like. Yeah, like tag team champions, women's champion, yeah. intercontinental champion, heavyweight champion. Like there's some big names there, and this is so you get to see all these like. Big name people in this kind of kind of a smaller event. So yeah, a slightly, and then there's fan meet and greets on the back end. Yeah, they do fan meet and greet, so you had that opportunity to, uh, to do that kind of stuff. Now, this is though. Um, how much time we got? We, we got, got about three minutes. Okay, this is where when you and I have always talked about the mileage, the extra. Yeah, yeah. The, this is where it happens. So, for those who don't know enough about wrestling, uh, I'm going to kind of layman explain it, and Joey can correct me here. Essentially, these are what are called dark matches because they're not televised. Right. You're not going to see these. You're not going to tune into the WWE app and catch that Kevin Owens Samoa Joe match. Now, a lot of what they do there, though, is they're testing stuff out for audience reaction to things that work and pop in these small events will then happen in big televised yeah, events. Yeah, for sure. These are, this is where they're testing out because not all these guys have ever wrestled before and they all have different styles and backgrounds. So sometimes there's two people who aren't compatible to wrestle. Or they'll try out new moves. Exactly. And, and, and you would rather find that out on a dark show than on TV, TV show. because the TV is where you're putting your best foot forward. Um, the other part of it is, though, these being dark matches, this is a big money maker, a money generator for WWE because they don't have to send the TV crew. No, they could just fly their people. No in. announcers, right? And I bet that stage is a local stage, like the the ring and all that. Probably, it's probably not their probably WWE stuff. Team. Yeah, or or if not him, then the other guy that was around. That you <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, like they're not fly- they're not flying into whole TV production team because that that crew travels. Yeah. So this is the this is the best profit margin for an event for them. Well, also too, and I uh, they use 
some of the lesser roadshow producers. Yes. And so this those is guys, practice for them. Yeah, they're getting a, a, a stint running some different stuff. Absolutely. But then again, at the same time, you get to see, like... This is where you get to see a lot of the stars, but this is where the stars do these appearances that you're like... When you hear... So when you watch the Monday Night Wars and hear Kevin Nash say the WCW was going to give them, uh, you know... $2 million to do 60 matches and WWE wanted 200 matches. Right. And you're trying to do the math on where 200 matches come from. Okay, well, Raw and SmackDown, that's only 104 matches a year if they appear on all of them. Right. So you're still 100 matches short. This is where those other and matches come in. you got pay-per-view, so once a month, so add so, 12, so maybe. Add, yeah, so add 12 if they're in all of them. And, no, and most people aren't in all of them. Right. Uh, but we're, this is where the rest of the shows happen, these dark shows. So a lot of Friday, a lot of Saturday. And I've even seen where they came through Houston on like a Wednesday before. Yeah, so they used to do um, house shows. Uh, they would go Monday, Tuesday, and they would do like a, a Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Like the different ones. And then they would travel Friday, maybe do one Saturday, get Sunday off, and come back Monday. Uh, the one about this, though, they were running behind because there's bad weather in Orlando. In Orlando. So, so put that together. That means they were in Orlando doing stuff. They flew in for this show. They're doing this show, and then they're flying back, back out to catch up with the road Wherever crew. they go. And most of the guys didn't get there until 830. So they were, like, dragging stuff out yeah. um, here and there. But at the same time, I got to see my wife, Charlotte Flair, my favorite Kevin yeah, Owens. For, for the customer, this is a great yeah. opportunity. For the wrestler, this is where we talk about that mileage and those extra moments and those extra events. Like, if I was a wrestler, I'd kind of be annoyed at signing up for a bunch of these. But the landscape of WWE is about to change. And on the flip side of this, That's I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. And Eco DLG. Ooh. You're listening to us on Condor's Ooh. FM 104.5, 106.1. Sensations. Worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Make sure you go to Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio. Click the like button. Follow us. Say hi. Please do. Please. We're very lonely. Yes, yes, we are. Oh, you are, but I mean, whatever. I'm, I'm popular on Facebook now. I, uh, I think like I'm on my, friends. I think I'm on my way to getting like a, ch- does Facebook do check marks? You get to a certain point where they won't let you add more friends. Oh, oh, I want to be that guy. Really? I think when you get to like 5,000, you can't have more. I'm at 1,700 right now. I'm huh? on my way, man. You're almost halfway there. You're on your way, buddy. I want to be halfway there. We were talking, so when we were, uh, Living on the before prayer. we do anything else, we were talking to Mr. Gilmore. He talked about how YouTube, their follows went exponentially. Because I said, I bet it, I bet like your first two months, you only picked up like 100, 200. He was like, yeah. And he goes, but in the last month, we picked up 30,000. Yeah, that, that one video had a million hits. But like, it's like a, it's like a curve. You know what I mean? Like, for every, sure. Everything blows up that way. Who can like, hit the curve? Right. Once you get like 400 people sharing your stuff, and then that means yeah. a million people exponential see it. Exponential growth. Exactly. Um, let's talk about some exponential growth. Let's do it. My friend, the Nerd Ninja, Cox ATA Martial Arts. Yeah. Uh, they are now going to be adding a third location. This is awesome. Uh, this is so in great. In the Woodlands area. So they will be in the Woodlands, in Magnolia, in Conroe. Everywhere you're hearing this show on these radio waves, you can go find somewhere to train. 
whether it be for yourself, your kid, your mom, your dad, your little brother, your big brother, your grandma, your grandpa. Cox ATA Martial Arts has somewhere for you to train. I like it. They uh, can teach you some self-defense. They teach you like the art of Taekwondo. Uh, they've got, you know, like I said, they got classes for all different age levels, and they have somewhere for you to train. Uh, they've opened up, I believe, like some early morning classes too. So some of those people who you need know, to drop the kids off at school, go train, then go uh, finish the day out, or they need to get in there before they go to work. I like they it. They are finding ways to accommodate you. Mention Earth Thug Radio, they'll give you two free weeks of training because at Cox ATA Martial Arts, we teach life skills, we build leaders, and we leave a legacy. I nailed it. You actually did that time, I think. I nailed the Look whole at thing. You. Look at you get something. The whole right. kitten caboodle. Uh, there was a kitten caboodle? So uh, this weekend, before I get into the WWE stuff, uh, Sadie Savage, her birthday is today. Oh, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Congratulations on being 11. Uh, makes me old. But they uh, <laughs> over the weekend, over the weekend they went to uh, that hotel downtown. It's got the big Texas Lazy River. I feel like we should know the name of the hotel, but yeah, I really don't whatever. know it either. It's, it's right next to the convention center. It's the big Texas Lazy River so, one. <laughs> so they go down there. Yeah, they go down there uh, Saturday, uh, and they're saying Saturday night and Sunday. Guess who they bump into? Who? The Nerd Ninja. Really? Yeah, him what and his family were there <laughs> for the weekend. That's funny. I guess like I guess um, his daughter's starting school, so like their last like. Kabang! Because their fall season gets pretty big. They've got tournaments. They've got testings. Well, and, and they don't got a lot of breaks against October. So they were. And when you got young kids like you do, yeah. like your you schedule fills up so oh, fast. Oh my goodness, my schedule's ridiculous. Uh, like uh, you know, my sister's got the three littles. Um, only her husband works, and they still are just always doing like, I feel, stuff. There's just stuff happening. Part of that's my fault because I make them busy with baseball. <laughs> but, you know, but once you've got kids it, like that, it's if just, it wasn't me, it'd be someone else doing it for exactly. them. Exactly. Uh, and now, especially with. Uh, Four programs under the Conroe Savage Baseball Association program. Oh my goodness! Um, yeah, we're pretty busy. We're pretty busy. And then, and then a couple of radio shows, a couple of shows, a couple of that. Oh, oh yeah, I have a real job. Yeah, um, but yeah, they were there. It was, it was. They sent me the pictures. Like, what a crazy weekend! Blah blah blah. That's so funny. Um, but uh, so we talked about house shows with WWE. Yes. Uh, rumor has it that they are going to either dial. They're, I mean, they're going to dial back tremendously on how many house shows they start doing. Um, I don't it's know gonna if I'll be, buy that. It's going to be, I think, relegated to just like Saturday house shows in places. And one of the reasons why, as you might hear it tonight on Raw if you tune in, but a local source to me has told me that tonight they will be announcing that the ever-so-popular NXT will be moving off of the network and on to the USA network on Wednesday nights. Ah. And they will be expanding from a one-hour to a two-hour show. Um, and they will also be traveling and recording. So NXT is going to travel now. Recording and weekly instead of doing like one month, one, one month at a time. Yeah. This is interesting to me for a lot of different reasons. Um, first and foremost, I think this will help test your and I personal conversation about the NXT people. Yep. Um, you believe the WWE doesn't get behind the NXT people well, enough. Well, it's going to be also, it's going to be a telling tale. Do they run it WWE style, like Benny Mac and his boys, or do they let Triple H continue to run it his way on Wednesday nights? Depending on which way they go, well, even if they let him, the fate. Well, even if they let him run it his way, but they're traveling, it's going gonna, it's gonna to field test our theory, which is my theory is that the NXT, the reason they pop so hard is because they're local, and those yeah, people yeah. see them, and they develop there in that region. Yep, yep. And when they come for that once a month... 
a monthly WWE event where they can really bond with those wrestlers and follow those wrestlers lets them blow up and get real excited. But if you jump the other way, um, and all of a sudden those NXT wrestlers are traveling around the country with the rest of the WWE brand, they're the least known quantities nationally. And so it's not necessarily that the WWE buries them, it's that the audience doesn't get behind them. And you know how it works in the WWE. There's only so much TV time. And so the people who don't pop fast enough, they've got to come back and retool. Right. And so um, I don't think it's abuse. I think it's uh, – not that you call it abuse, but I think you feel like, oh, they don't give them enough time. True. And I, and I think, I think well, the problem also, is just that, the travel, I well, think, is the element. Also, and the, the NXT model versus the WWE model are two totally different things. Like the stuff yes. you'll see on an NXT TV show moves – um and just storylines and stuff you don't get that on the big shows, rightly so. I mean they they're taking instead of having to produce a three hour show they're doing one hour so they can and they're doing it, it once down. a month so those guys can well, push a little harder once a month yeah they can push a little harder but also they two to three stories at a time right exactly instead of doing a bunch of stuff exactly uh, now they are they are buying up and signing some new talent the big thing is they are trying to compete directly with. NXT against AEW all, yeah, they on think, TNT. So do you think All Elite Wrestling and NXT is the rivalry? I think that will be, yeah. Do you think they're trying, do you think the WWE is trying to pivot by, okay, so by using their, what we're, what, I mean, not disrespectfully, but what we're calling th- like the minor league of wrestling, do you think by pivoting and putting the minor league directly against All Elite that in some way they're calling All Elite minor? Like instead of moving, because SmackDown is going to be on Friday and Raw is on Monday, they're both safely far enough away that they didn't have to counter program. Right. So by putting NXT on the same day as all elite, do you think they're saying that people are more likely to watch our minor leagues than their all elite? So I think what they're trying to do, I don't think that they feel like in it or AEW is going to be a threat to the big shows. Um, I do. They, they obviously see as a threat. They're, they're making some changes, but with AEW, it's going to hit a wide audience. But then again, you're only going to know three to four of these guys that it's going to be our household names. No, I totally John Moxley, agree with that. Chris Jericho, um, Cody Rhodes, maybe the Young Bucks, if you've just seen it on social media, and Kevin Owens. Or not Hangman Page. Uh, not even Hangman Page. Um, oh, Kenny Omega. Yeah. If you've watched any wrestling or you've, if you're an average fan, you've probably still Whatever heard Whatever wound up with uh, Pax or Pox or whatever he was going to call himself. Neville. Neville. Uh, not there. I don't know what he's he, doing. Did he wind up signing with All Elite? No. Okay. Um, and so... I think what WWE is saying, okay, well, we'll take our guys who um, have that style of wrestling because their style of wrestling and the, the Raw SmackDown style of wrestling are two different things. Yes. The NXT much more aligns with that. Yes. So we can bring another WWE product that matches their pace and kind of what they do in the ring with people and we'll make household names out of them. Because they do got some talent um, in NXT that are like going to blow you away. No, they Maybe do. We can, and then we're going to expand it to two hours. Maybe you can get more wrestling fans on WWE. You're like, okay, we're going to – what do we watch? Do we watch NXT or do we watch AEW? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I, it's a strategic move. We'll see how it plays out. I do think that there's – I think there's a little bit of like a – because all elite's going to be every – I don't know. So like the Viking experience. Yeah. Raw has been pushing them – so hard, but they've been doing the same lame, boring thing where they've been doing all these like squash matches, match after match after match after match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last two times these squash matches have happened, the audience has been 
not feeling it. No, it's just like silent. But what, what's going to happen too, though, is you're going to be able to. So on NXT right now, if you're going to go to two hours, you're going to have to bring some of these people back from Raw and SmackDown. They've already brought in Fandango and uh, Tyler Breeze back. Yes. Tell a little bit. You're going to have to bring maybe the War Raiders or Viking Experience, whatever the hell you want to call I, they, them. Man, they um, screwed up the naming and thing. And a few other so people. Bad. You're going to have to bring them back to like give some more star power and some more like experience. Um, and so you're going to, yeah, you can take you take these guys and bring them back to the NXT. And, you know, chances are they're going to be you know a little excited about it. Uh, it's definitely a strategic move. I think it's definitely a big bump to the NXT guys. Like, hey, we're going to use you guys that are here right now. This is a massive opportunity this for This is guys. your chance to compete directly against our number one competitor. The next uh, thing coming. And also what I think it does is because it, they're making a big deal out of this brand, when you have these people who are on, let's just say, Impact or Evolve or coming from New Japan or all these other smaller ones, when they start getting the hype and now they're like, okay, now where can I go, you know, most of them aren't going to go straight to Raw or SmackDown. Like, oh, AEW. Oh, well, NXT oh, well, expanding yeah. to two hours now, going to a weekly show. Maybe I'll just go there. Now, uh, I don't know how much time we have here, but the question that I, I would pose to you, you're indie wrestler guy. Cha. Um, the time has come. You, you've been crushing it. You just played. You went from playing cafeterias in Lubbock. You just finished uh, a good 20,000-person show in in Montreal for like a, a good indie size promotion. And suddenly, suddenly the phone calls come and yep. they both come within a week. So they're coming right now. They're coming right now. You get okay. both calls. So it's right now. Um, You're looking like right now, both of them are probably hiring somebody okay. this week. Okay. So, so Joey Savage, you get so both I'm calls. I'm Rex Andrews. You're Rex Andrews. Do you look at NXT as more open because they're bringing up a bunch of people? Absolutely. So there's your most possible screen time. As of now, if someone came to me and said, "Look, you're killing it. We're gonna we're gonna give you an, a deal. There's AEW and there's hey, you can go to this NXT brand." And, and there's similar deals because I'm gonna assume there's similar deals. I am taking the NXT deal. Okay, how much? And, but granted, I think AEW is gonna be awesome. I can't wait for it. How much has to tilt in the like, like how how much worse does the NXT deal have to get before you go all elite? The I think the only thing that comes to play is is how much control over my character do I have? And All Elite is selling that. All Elite is saying... But if you, NXT, but NXT, they've kind of let guys do their own thing. A little bit. But here's why I would take NXT over AEW. So when you look at All Elite Wrestling, they've got their top eight guys. They nine, really do. Ten guys They already. really do. It's, those guys are going to have to live and breathe AEW for the next two years for it to survive. Absolutely. So the chances of me coming to AEW and being the top guy on that show, very slim. Although I think it's going to be great, you're going to get a lot of good exposure. No, I, I don't argue with anything you just said. Awesome. I think you're right. Um, they've got great people over there. Uh, Jim Ross is great. You come to NXT now. Hey, we're we're really doing something good with here. We've got a two hour show. The and that ceiling whole, to me is that a whole higher. back half of that show is kind of open right now. They've got the ceiling is higher because they've got guys who can work with you who've got proven track record to make people successful. But they also have room to grow they've right now because they're grow. doubling the size of the show. But there's also somewhere else to go at the end of the day. If you can knock it out of the park at NXT, guess what? I can make more money and jump to the blue or the red brand. If I knock it out of the park on AEW, it's probably still going to be two years before I get to the top because of who's there. And my payday and payoff is going to be bigger with NXT at this moment. Okay. so I, how much, I've been a big proponent no, of No, you have. You have. No, no. I don't, I don't disagree with what you're saying. So how much worse is the, like, by percentage, like... If the if the all elite wrestling deal is like twenty percent better, 
probably still don't take it. Forty percent. It's got to be about forty percent. Okay. With um, stability, if they say if the if the all elite wrestling deal, they're hey we're gonna pay you forty percent more in your contracts four years. I probably take it. Okay. Because I can I could probably make that money for two years and wait out the growth and then and then you're on the and then hopefully I can be on top it, there. Yeah. But if they can't if they can't provide me like a bigger raise with stability, then the ceiling. Is, what if all they're the doing is one is year deals, but they're doing like insurance and forty percent. I probably still go to NXT. Okay, interesting. Interesting. You don't want to. You don't want to lose that opportunity. No, I don't disagree. Although I feel like if Ali failed at year two, half of those guys are coming to WWE. Right, and if you're not on the top half, you're not coming. Oh, I see. What you're, well, I, right? I don't know. I don't think it's those top half that comes. No, I think if Ali, I think if Ali fails, like Jericho and Cody Rhodes and those guys, they're not coming. No, back. they can do their own thing. But the next crop of guys that are going to get the most screen time in that year, those guys are going to go. Yeah. You're going to be at the bottom of that. Uh, I see. I think you might be in the middle of that if you come mm-hmm. in and you do the whole year, and then you know if what I'm saying. Like, a year and they crash. Like, yeah, you got to think guys seven through fifteen is still probably ahead of you that whole year. They're getting more screen time that first year. But I think somewhere in that group are the guys that WWE. Yeah, takes. and if you're not in one of those guys, then you're the, the bottom half. Then you. Yeah, maybe. What am I doing but now? You got to think you're going to crack that back half, right? Maybe that that they've got good talent. They do have a lot of. They do. They, do they really great do. Talent. All right, let's jump out to break. When we come back. We'll wrap up this edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd. Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Oh. Whoop, whoop, whoop. oh, I see what you did there. Let's talk about our friend The Adventure Begins. Comics, games, and more. That's right. Right there on 1488, Comics, Games, and More, The Adventure Begins. This Thursday, August 22nd, they got a Magic the Gathering Modern Horizons draft from 6 to 10 p.m. Um, it's going to be $20 gets you a seat. I mean, I think there's a limited number of seats, so you might want to get in uh, get in a reserve your spot early. Check the Facebook page for that. This Friday, we will be there hosting another episode of the Bricks Clicks Battle. Uh, and then Sunday, August 25th from 4 to 8 p.m. is D&D Junior Adventurers League. So those ages, those kids aged 10 to 16, only $5 to play. If you spend $5 in the store, it's free to play. Um, and make sure to remember, this is, the, this is the big deal, and I think this is smart, and they're doing this right now. It's the Parents Night Out program. Fridays and Saturdays, 25 bucks a kid from 5 to 10 p.m. You bring your kid to them. Man, you know, I just... From 5 to 10 p.m., 25 bucks. You have children, Joey. How much is it to get a babysitter for, for me? For five hours. Zero dollars. Well, you got you got fame. <laughs> but if you had to pay somebody. Uh, most people pay about probably 50 bucks for that. Right. 10 bucks an hour, 15 bucks an Plus hour. Plus, they still got to uh, do like food and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you got to arrange a dinner or something. Yeah. This is 25 bucks ahead, and uh, they, food. They, they take care of the kid. There's activities, there's food there. Uh, it's good people around. They got them in a little secure spot so no one's running off with your child. True it's, that. It's a thing to look into and it's a thing to do. Parents sign out from 5 to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday. And also, it's creeping up on the calendar like a good vigilante would. September 21st, Batman Day. They're going to have the Batmobile out there. They're going to have some cosplayers. They're going to have Batman and Joker. 
Uh, the Batmobile is scheduled to be there from 2 to 6 p.m. As we get closer, he's gonna we're going to finalize all that. And they're going to be running a 15% off special on all Batman merchandise. And they're inviting people to come and cosplay as their favorite Bat character. There's going to be a contest revolving around the costumes. So have There's some fun. That. Yeah, get in on that. Uh, that's The Adventure Begins at 1488. The, I keep wanting to flip this. Comics, games, and more. So we're almost halfway through these, uh, this clicks thing. We are. I'm tied for first place. Um, it's weird how go. the head of HR is also the head of scorekeeping, and mysteriously he's the head of first place. Right, yeah. It's real, it's real mysterious there. No, it all just lines up so so interestingly. I don't, I can't imagine why. It's like you're just like got a win one week. It's like I do. You're like the Clinton. He's cons- also R and D. Yeah, he's the Clinton conspiracy of nerds like radio. Right, like yeah. everything, something. Every time something happens, it's like you guys oh, should of course be my, he's there. You guys shouldn't be my friends. <laughs> you know what's gonna happen. <laughs> um, so I got really excited uh, uh, this week. There's been a a couple of new, uh, some news drop about one of my childhood favorite things. One of our childhood favorite things. There is. Before we jump into this, I, I want to ask you this, just kind of a general opinion on the concept. Yes. How do you feel about the nostalgic wave? That's coming back? That kind of, it, it's sort of. I love it. Do you, do you think it's peaked at all? No, I don't think so. Do you think it's going to continue for like, an, like so it's been like a, a solid eight to ten year run. Remember like the He-Man, the G.I. Joe, the Transformer, yeah. comic books and things of that nature. They've, they've it'll it'll start to roll over to, like more towards me. That's as what I'm, that's I get what older. I'm wondering. Like if do, as as continue. we get older, do the shows start to kind of creep up in age behind us? So a like little if, bit. Like the things that were important to the next generation. Yeah, but then what you also got to think is, so like our generation and Nico's generation are different. Right? Yes, yes. But my kids are starting to pick up. The stuff you like. I enjoy. So when by the time they become Nico's age, it'll cycle. They're going to have stuff. that fascination. It's, gonna, and it's all going to come back, boy. <laughs> right. It just it just flip flops. You know it what? I don't argue that. You know, someone um, recently bought Garfield. I don't remember who it was that bought it. Uh, and someone someone said that Garfield was doing uh, over two million dollars a month still in merchandising. Crazy, right? Right. And so, yeah, that stuff's always going to cycle and roll back. So like, I, I believe that. The, the kids of my generation are going to dig the stuff that we dug, like He-Man, G.I. Because Joe, it's Ninja back Charles. right now. Because of, yeah, because yeah. And by the time they get a little older, they're going to want to do their own spin on it. So like to in, where Nico's age, like him growing up with big anime and all that kind of stuff, the Pokemon and yeah. Dragon Ball Z. And those things are kind of resurging now in the trading card games and in the right. gaming. And, and that's, that's it'll, a good point. It'll, it'll go away for a minute. Invader Zim is on Netflix this back. weekend. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff like that. So uh, He-Man was uh, one of the things we were both into. Yes, this is the announcement. Toys. Sorry. Uh, so this week, two announcements. I think I just read them yesterday. Uh, Kevin Smith will be helping create a new He-Man uh, cartoon series for Netflix this uh, is awesome. in the anime style. Uh, so I'm glad He-Man's coming back. Now I've got to figure out if I can get down with the, with the anime style. If there's somebody who can Americanize anime, it's going to be Kevin Smith. Um, and then on the flip side, so He-Man's kind of been back in the comic universe uh, a little here, bit the last a couple little years. Bit. Yes. Um, but it hasn't really stuck. No. Uh, but now they're bringing in some, some good guys, and they are in October. It's like an eight-part miniseries, and it's basically like a reintroduction of He-Man and the Multiverse, because they're part of like the DC line. Yeah, somehow DC has the licensing, and so they're going to rope them in through their multiverse situation. Right, and so they're going to be the, the, the team up of the Masters of the Universe versus Skeletor. So uh, eight part miniseries, cool, man. I like miniseries because it has to start and finish. Yeah, you wouldn't want this to run through like. And it goes into something else. Yeah, you wouldn't have to want to buy like JLA's number nine through fifteen for this and right. be like, "What's happening?" But you can buy this one through eight. You get yeah. a full story, and if it does well enough, then it picks up and it spurns other stuff. They if could not though. Right. You still have a complete story almost. I agree with that. I do agree um, with that. 
Now, I mean, He-Man came back. What are we talking about, Nico? Like early 2000, like 2003, 2004. It was a cartoon. Uh, I bought the whole thing on DVD, and I thought it was excellent. Uh, it wasn't anime style. It was just straight up, you know, normal, whatever, Americanized cartoons. Right, right. Um, but it was it was really good. Uh, but it didn't it didn't really stick. And so they they took a shot. It hasn't. Uh, Thundercats came back again. See, I missed this one. Like twenty thirteen. Like, yeah, like early twenty, like early twenty tens, twenty thirteen, somewhere around there. Uh, and that one was interesting because it was more of the anime aesthetic, but it right. was the same. But this team eventually, when that show eventually got canceled, went on to do the Voltron Netflix series. Which did series, really well. Which, which is did a, really well. That's on like season five now, right? It's like season seven. Like oh, you're so they're running strong. Okay. Yeah. And so I couldn't get behind the anime version because I was, my mind was Thundercats. So growing up, Corey, what is it? It's He-Man, Thundercats, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Ninja Turtles, right? Yeah. Those are our top five. Yeah, absolutely. And then cartoon-wise... Um, X Men's gonna be above all five, but X Men was later for but us. That's ninety three. Yeah. We're ten years old by yeah, then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so those are like the five cartoons that we grew up on, and, and we had all those toys and those figures. All of we them. couldn't get away from. That. I had more GI Joes and I knew what to do with. You had more Ninja Turtles you could do. And with. then my cousin had all Derek the He Man. Oh ones, my goodness! And the Thundercats ones. Yeah. And then the Transformers came along too. Like, yeah, that was us. And that was so, that was us. Like I've never been able to get a part of the trans. There's been some Transformer. Um, anime stuff that I haven't really been able to get into. Well, Transformer also got really complicated with their story. They did. Because they ran the Beast Wars, which then they found out the Beast Wars was on Earth, but like prehistoric. And like the whole final season, or not even the final season, but like the middle of it, they actually are in the ship that has Optimus Prime and Megatron, and they're both asleep. But then the weird thing is Optimus Prime and Megatron are way larger than the Beast Wars robots are. So it was even more confusing. Right. So like, that was, was hard. Like, what is happening? So then it was hard for me to get on the Thundercats because I'm so used to the Americanized style. So I'm worried about He-Man being anime since, I mean, He-Man has basically been an American story. It hasn't really been, you know, an anime that's coming over. Right. But Kevin Smith's doing, if anybody can Americanize it, it's going to be Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's really fun seeing this like nostalgic stuff. Now I'm just ready for them to do like a new G.I. Joe in some form or fashion. Like I think that would be a great Netflix like live action show. So here's here's my thought on why they're not doing a G.I. Joe show. And this can probably carry us out here, I feel like. Sure, why not? I think it's there's too much politic at play. Um when the G.I. Joe first came out, you gotta remember it was the eighties, so it was very easy to be like G.I. Joe, because the enemy was Russia, and like everyone was kind of agreed that, like, True. oh, the Cold War, we're at war with Russia. And then, even after the post Cold War era, there was still that feeling, there was still like a unity feeling around the idea of the troops and all that. Right now, I think if you did a, a show about a special forces U.S. team and tried to make it cartoon and friendly right, and right, appealing, right, right. I think there would be a lot of people. But if who, you did a G.I. Joe live action. Well, you, if if you want to go like that route, then what you do is you make you make you have to you have to go a little bit more campy with it and make Cobra like a very bad guy, like clearly right, like but how, world domination. But how run. bad guy can you make him if it's still a children's show? But you don't make it a children's show. Oh, so you could just what go I'm saying like, is you take the GI Joe and you make it a live action Netflix or Hulu show, like a but like a because really, base. I mean, really, the guys who like GI Joe are guys like us in our yeah. mid thirties. No, I don't right? that. So just target, you know. 20s that I mean, if you target the, the our generation, I'm sure you'll get the people below and, uh, below and above who are into that. You know, it's live action military type stuff. But with shows like we talked about it last week, Supergirl, yeah, very heavy pushing like political agendas. You've got you know uh, the 
the Disney movies even doing that a little bit with Captain America and, and, and uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon and stuff. You could still do that. You got to go live action. I don't know if you could do it cartoon rise because it's kind of hard to make it very fun and cheeky when there is so much political drama going on. Right. You and got to th- go live action and put it TVMA and just run with it. I think it's an interesting idea. I don't, ah, man. Run with it, baby. I don't know. Because I think part of the element of it is 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 how big and campy it is. So I don't know. Like, it'd be cool. Like, you and I would, would probably watch a couple episodes. I don't know how long I would stay on because I think at some point they would have to get a little ridiculous. And I think at that point I would be like. Maybe not. I mean, it could be like. Know. It's hard to judge. It's hard I mean, to judge. I mean, you watch that SUV, SVU stuff all the time and Law I and do. Order. It could be similar to that. Could you watch a show that was like that? Like, because you, you, don't, you don't like Law and Order. I don't like Law and Order. So could you watch like a. I don't like Law and Order because of Ice-T. Let's be very clear on this. Okay. Okay. Well, he's not in all of them. He's on yeah, like, but he's on most of them. So okay. I'm out. But, like, they've done the military shows before. They have, and they've done... David Boreanaz. Jag was successful. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, I mean yeah. they've been successful. Yeah. Um, and depending on which way you spin it, like... But I think they've been successful because so, they've been... But there's so much political stuff going exactly. on right now. You've got I, so much source material to use. And then if you've got something like Cobra in the background that's like, like Nico said, you just make them just downright dirty, it could be done. It's got to go TVMA, though. That's an intriguing Gotta choice. Go TVMA. Are we out of time? Are you just saying that so you can see uh, the the lady Joe's naked? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I think we are. Go ahead. Let's I, call. Uh, it. Yeah. Thanks for uh, hanging out with this episode, Nico. What number are we on? Two thirty one. Two thirty one. I think he said two thirty seven last week, but I don't know. Are we at six hundred? Nope. Is I this episode so. seven thousand? If you missed any part episode of this, you can find this on any listening platform. Just search Nerdthug Radio on Google or your iOS, your Android, whatever. Search it. Anywhere you can find it, you can listen to us. Or go to the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Radio. We post a show link up there, and you can watch it or listen to it. We're sharing it all the time. Sharing it all the time. For the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Nico DLG. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel.